In the name of the holy and undivided Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. One of the big exciting discoveries in biblical studies over the past 50 years, and granted it's not a field with big exciting discoveries, so the bar's low, has been several caches of very well-preserved papyrus documents that have been found in the Egyptian desert. Most of them date from about 2,000 years ago, around the time of the birth of Christ. And what's interesting about them is that most of the documents that we had before from that period came from the educated elite, the philosophers, the scholars, the governors, and emperors and historians. But these little scraps of papyrus were written by common people. And they show us a little bit what day-to-day life was like in Egypt a couple thousand years ago. Their letters, grocery lists, court documents. And what you notice when you read them is how familiar they sound. They're 2,000 years old, and they sound like they could have been written yesterday. My absolute favorite, which I wish I could find to read exactly but couldn't, is from a woman who's writing to her husband who's in the army. And it goes something like this. Dear husband, you told me you didn't have any leave this month, but I saw your friend at the market yesterday, and he told me you've been off all week. I guess you're having a great time in the big city while I'm stuck here at home with the children. Come home next month or I'm out. P.S. We've moved in with your mother. It's just so human. We haven't changed very much in 2,000 years. And the other piece that's so, that you, you sort of catch reading these that's so human and so much like our lives today is the search for purpose and meaning that sort of runs through these little scraps. One of the texts is a son begging his father for money so that he can go to school. And the son talks about how bored he is, how frustrating it is to pass day after day without something meaningful to do. They've found hundreds of little horoscopes written on papyrus. People trying to make the ups and downs of life meaningful. This happened to you because Mercury was in retrograde. This happened to you because the stars were aligned just this way or that. People wrote funeral instructions in advance of their death, telling their family members how they hoped to be remembered, trying to sum up their lives in a way that was meaningful. 2,000 years ago and today, we are creatures that crave meaningful lives. We have to have a purpose. Yesterday during bike church, I had a conversation with a parishioner who works for a company that trains elite athletes and business leaders, often people who have hit a wall in their professional lives. And she said, you know, the problem is not often physical. These folks have the best coaches in the world, the best nutritionists, the best sports psychologists. They can throw all the money in the world at the problem. But what happens is sometimes they lose their sense of purpose. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing anymore, so they just can't keep going. Human beings need purpose, and not just any purpose. We can pursue things that are shallow and fleeting for a little while, but we really can't fool ourselves for very long. It starts to seem empty. There's a a really deep part of us that needs the good stuff, 
We need real connection to God and to other people. We need to be serving. We need to be pursuing deeper knowledge of what's profound and true and holy. We need God. And that's the great gift of our faith. As Christians, we're a people of purpose. We're about the business of following Jesus. Our purpose in life is to follow Christ into deeper faith, deeper service, deeper love. The four adorable and very, very patient children who will be baptized today are not being baptized into a long list of doctrines. They aren't being baptized into an obligation. They're being baptized into a life of meaning. They're joining a community of purpose. Parents, you're giving your kids a great gift. You're offering them a life with meaning and teaching them to follow Jesus. You aren't being rigid. You're not restricting their options. You're showing them a way to good and full and meaningful life. The purpose that we are given as Christians is a great gift. And it's also a great gift that we get to live out that purpose in the context of a community. Those who are being baptized today are joining a community of purpose. And we, all of us, gathered here today are a community of purpose, here to challenge and encourage and equip one another to fulfill that purpose, to learn how to follow Jesus better. Today on All Saints Day, we focus on just how big that community of purpose is and how that community helps us to live out our life of faith today. Today we remember that our community That long line of people seeking God extends far into the past and extends forward to the end of time. Our two readings remind us that the love of God is stronger than death. And we learn that our connection to God and one another continues past death. That one day all of us will meet again in the arms of a loving God. The community of faith isn't limited by time or space. We're connected to those who have gone before us and to those who will come after. That community of faith includes the first disciples, the army wife who wrote the angry letter, the mystics of the Middle Ages, the misguided soldiers of the Crusades, scientists, explorers, artists, athletes, and it includes those who have yet to be born. A great community of the living and the dead, all human and flawed, all sharing that deep need for purpose and meaning, and finding that meaning in Jesus of Nazareth. That's the community that we join in baptism, the church unlimited by time and space, what scripture calls the great cloud of witnesses. The book of Hebrews invites us to imagine the church as a great crowd cheering us on as we run the race of our lives, running toward Christ. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us Also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. I love that image. When we think we're failing, when we want to give up, we're being cheered on by those who are around us and by those who have gone before. We're encouraged by the examples of the saints of the past. We're warmed by the memory of those that have died but are still with us. They help us to keep running our race that great cloud of witnesses urging us onward, linked to us by a shared purpose in life. And then we're called to be part of that great cloud of witnesses for one another, for the children being baptized today, for our friends and family members, for the people in the pew next to us. 
As today's reading reminds us, our lives begin with the creative love of God and they end in the arms of our loving God. And in between, we are creatures that need purpose and meaning. We always have been and we always will be. And so today on All Saints Day, I invite you to consider how you can connect more deeply with your purpose, with that desire deep within you to know and to serve God and your neighbor. Are there parts of your life that need to be transformed in order to fit with that purpose? Are there ways that you can build more time into your life to focus on your purpose and on your meaning? And I also invite you to consider ways that you can be a part of that great cloud of witnesses that cheers others on. I encourage you to consider ways that you can encourage the people in your life to seek meaning and joy as well. Amen.